Blog Talk Radio. CFO granted immunity. Also, White House admits Trump is using official events for midterm campaigning. And Trump uh-huh. should consider resigning to save his children from Mueller. Also, I hit it in quitted headlines. Uh, Republican uh, Duncan Hunter blames wife for campaign spending under inquiry. Also, woman running for Congress in Alaska has never been there. And three face charges in toppling a uh, statue in North Carolina. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. We're going to lighten it up. With uh, a church burglar leaves apology note after theft. Also, Condo spends 2500 on DNA kits to solve dog poop mysteries. And Coast Guard offering reward for info on boy bell thieves. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, hair issues in Catholic schools, living for the city with Papa Didi, got a surprise, my Hollywood wrap-up, I got quite a bit tonight, our cocktail of the week, I guess is a mystery, is a question mark, 
Um, I'll catch it less in the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be right back with the hot topic. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Hey, hey, bonsoir, everybody. And the chief CEO is up, uh, 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 Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you've been into tonight. Nothing, that's the problem. Oh. I'm Serbra, the circuit court judge. Mm. Gonna be a rough night, huh? Yeah, I need a drink. Oh, boy. Well, it's time to get into the hot topics so we can get this party started. We got a lot of political news tonight, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah. And uh, let's see, Papa Didi, you're going to kick us off tonight. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about your, well, I was going to say your boy, but we're going to talk about 45. Okay, uh, let's see here. Trump's organization, CFO. Alan Weisenberg granted immunity. Mm. Diplomatic immunity. Remember that? What movie is that from? I don't know. Diplomatic immunity. Okay, the Trump Organization's chief financial officer's name is Alan Weisenberg was granted immunity by federal prosecutors in the Southern District of New York City to testify in the Michael Cohen uh, case. A source with knowledge of the investigation confirmed on Fox News Friday. Okay. So, do we consider Fox News fake news like everybody else considers every other news network fake news? <laughs> I don't know. The source told Fox News that Weisenberg immunity agreement was in conjunction with the uh, criminal investigation as part of a grand jury probe into Cohen's personal business dealings. Now, this man was Trump's lawyer all these years, so why do you think they could take him apart and Trump not be taken apart? You think that man is going to roll over and and just, oh, please, really? Makes you wonder. Weisenberg was granted immunity prior to Cohen's guilty plea this week. I tell you, this stuff is giving me a headache, literally. I tell you, I don't know. I never knew that we had rich Americans that were so, gosh, they got so much stuff going on, and then he still survived because they live on the arrogance of their money and makes all the poor people move to the side. They almost walk on the water like Moses. Anyway, yeah. Okay, here we go. The the the, um, the revelation of uh, of uh, what's his name uh, Weisenberg's uh, immunity deal came one day after sources confirmed to Fox News that the 
prosecutors also struck a immunity deal with uh, publisher David Pecker, who is the CEO of American Media Incorporated, which publishes the uh, National Enquirer. They're trying to get into that bowl. That place, that Unbelievable. The company was uh, allegedly involved in a hush money deal involving payments to, uh, to porn star Stormy Daniels and former Playboy bunny model uh, Karen Madula. Now, Karen Madula, that's the real fine one right there. That that, that uh, Stormy Daniels, he's, I don't know. Whatever. All right. Uh, they wanted to shut down both of those alleged, uh, alleged confessing to the affair that Trump had with them. So, and these are ladies that were paid $125,000, like we mentioned last week. He's trying to give Amarosa 15000 a month. How many months does it take to uh, get the 125000 Just going to show you how that was about. Anyway, Pecker's Moon Agreement uh, allowed him to speak to uh, any involvement of the Cohen and that Trump, that Cohen Trump may have had over the last few years, as well as the payments due to everything. But So anyway, they... Um, and make a long story short, uh, these guys are speaking to the, to the feds concerning Cohen. They're trying to take Cohen down, but Cohen, on the other hand, is going to take Trump down. So yeah. it's like no rest for the weary. Everybody's pointing at somebody. Everybody's loading bullets. And one, and one day it's going to be a shootout at the OK Corral because everybody's loading up. So this whole thing with this guy getting this immunity, he's, he's working with the feds. And the feds is trying to get Cohen, and then Cohen's going to try to get. It's, stay tuned is all I can say. Stay tuned. Now he was the CFO, so that's the money man. CFO, yeah, Chief Financial Officer. He knows all about Trump, and and Cohen was his lawyer, so therefore those two had to all work together at one time. These guys had to be friends. If you're the CFO and I'm the person's lawyer, and we represent the same person, don't you think we'd have some kind of connection together? Now he's coming in like like you're gonna try to come in and uh, he reason why he won immunity because he if he's gonna implement Cohen what makes you think he's not just as crooked and just as dirty mm-hmm. okay so he's saying look if I speak on Cohen hell I might be speaking about myself you know well they all know dirt well they all and, were and, the dirt and all of it they all know where the, the but bones all of this is pointing back to forty five. <laughs> But yet well, everybody's ducking and dodging the issue well, of whether or not he's done anything wrong. Being a billionaire, you got the opportunity to throw a lot of layers between you and, and your issues. A lot of layers. Whether it be lawyers, paperwork, time, arrogance. Mostly it's arrogance. Trump keeps people away with arrogance by saying some buffoon stuff where people just sit back for a week saying, oh, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe he said that. He talked so much stuff, he don't know what he said. You couldn't even remind Trump a week later and what he said about somebody a month later because he done forgot because he talked so much stuff. Mm. And when you speak a lot, when you speak and always talking and making, you know... Um, well, it's not just that he's always talking. It's that he's always lying. Well, That's but he's always talking also. And when, he, yeah, when you I'm go back to talking spoke, about what he said... If when you're oh, talking, yeah, well, the you tell the truth, well, the truth then when you repeat it again, you don't have to try to remember the lie you told. But when you come out the mouth with just alternate facts, as Kellyanne Conway called them. You know, when you start talking mm-hmm. alternate facts and Giuliani, Giuliani talking about truth no, isn't please. truth, please. you know, when you have people like this and all of y'all are on the same page, nobody's going to tell the truth. They wouldn't know the truth if it bit them in the butt. Mm-hmm. You can't stand the truth. <laughs> Isn't that what uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson said? You can't handle the truth. 
You can't handle the truth. Yep. I guess yep. they figure I can't handle it, but I can buy it because they got the yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's what happens. What I've been told, if you are a shrewd businessman, that's what you do. You you lie, and but to me, I feel as if they're in the wrong quote unquote business as far as government because, as I've been told, people tell me when you're in government, you you need to be poor. We don't want nobody that has money because yeah. he's running it like he's running it like it's a business. You know, you you have to be poor, down in your luck, and, and some more stuff. You have to be able to relate to the average, quote unquote, average, um, you know, person. So well, he's not able to do that. That's why he say the crazy stuff he does. Yeah, that, that that's what it is. You said you said it. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't care about the little people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh well, speaking of the White House, the Uh-oh. White House has uh, admitted to using official events for midterm campaigning. Now, you remember how many times that we talked about Trump going around on all these rallies and stuff? Like, what is really happening with these rallies, and who's paying for it? You know, hmm. every time they get on that Air Force One and fly to Iowa or wherever, you know, Bump, bump, freak, wherever the the government is paying for that, and I couldn't figure out like what is your purpose in making all these trips? You're not running again yet, so and they all look like campaign rallies. So anyway, now it's all come out, and some of the top White House staffers are saying that these are considered official government events. And they're part of his efforts to help other Republicans in their midterm elections. So that's really what he's doing. They're trying to make it look like it's official business. Like when you hear him say, oh, I'm going out to this particular state to talk to them about the steel mills out there. And then he goes out there and turns it into an election rally kind of thing and starts talking Mm -hmm. about the Republicans that are running for midterm offices you know, sort of like, well, while I'm here, let me talk about this person who needs your vote that's running for midterm, you know, whatever the election. And and that's some slick, backhanded kind of stuff. But the government is picking up the dime for the trip and all the security and all that other stuff that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're saying, yeah, well, you know, that that's basically what's going on. But apparently, it's not considered illegal. So to me, this looks like a lot of other stuff that, if it's not illegal, it certainly is unethical. You know, he's telling, reminding people, you know, hey, I need everybody to vote Republican. You got to vote Republican, folks. You know, this is when he was visiting a steel plant uh, recently. But the citizen watchdog groups, uh, they're saying that, it could be possibly violating some federal laws. So, I, you know, this is just another one of those things where basically he does what he wants to do. And if it's a problem, he'll deal with it when it becomes a problem. That's what it looks like to me. But I, I'm surprised that they're admitting <laughs> this. You know, I guess, they, you know, in, in any other time they're lying about whatever, but... They're going to admit it now. It's like, okay, what you going to do now? <laughs> kind of thing. And that's pretty much what it is. 
It's almost mm-hmm. like 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 when he said I could kill somebody in the middle of uh what did he say? Fifth Avenue. Remember that when he was and, running uh, Fifth Avenue. Cares. I could kill somebody in the yep. middle of, of Fifth Avenue and I would still get votes and nobody would care. Yeah, that's when his ego uh-huh. first woke up. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's sad that that's probably true. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Sad, sad, sad affairs. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. let's keep it rolling. What else is happening in the land of um, no man? <laughs> I know. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments that we're talking about, if you want to add in uh, what we're talking about on, on the Trump mobile, it is up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press and one. one. Yep, to get in the queue. All right, let me see. One more Donald. <laughs> Donald should consider resigning to save his children from Mueller. <laughs> this is what the uh, Spiro Agnew, the lawyer, says. So... 45 should be thinking about resigning from office to keep his children and family from being prosecuted by special counsel Robert Mueller, a former lawyer for the um, ex-president of Richard Nixon. I didn't know that. Um, As more of of Trump's longtime confidence began cooperating with federal prosecutors. So he should consider resigning, he says, because it's only going to get worse. Um. We already have everybody, you know. The rats are leaving the ship. He <laughs> He's lost. Uh, he talks about Gates, um, Papadopoulos, Cohen, Flynn, and now Pecker. Um, so he, he'll probably lose um, Alan um, Weisberg and others from the Trump organization. Oh, boy. Um, so I, I guess he has a good point. But that could be a reason why. Um, the daughter um, just stopped doing her fashions. Maybe that's why she's liquidating that to to get rid of some things and try to get out the way, try not to be oh, yeah. associated he with um, his, his her father. Yeah, so Maybe. you know you, you hear re- you hear reports about that that she don't want to be associated with him because if he go down, the whole ship is gonna go down. Her, her family, husband. I mean, look what happened to um, one of the sons. The wife said, "Mm -mm, I ain't going to be a part of that ship. (laughs) Yeah, she did jump off of that ship. I guess when the other rats left, she left too. I guess so, because, you know, they got children. So, you know, you got to think about the little babies. um, Well, well, that's just... But speaking of babies, you notice how uh, Melania keeps, uh, what's that boy's name, their son? Brandon? Is his name Brandon? The youngest one? Yeah, they they only have one child between the two of them. Oh, okay. Melania's son. What's what's his name, Uh Brandon or something like that? I don't even know. You notice that you don't see him. No, they keep them away. Yeah, away from that crazy stuff. I don't blame them. I guess they're trying to yeah. trying to lead a normal life, which is going to be hard. But you know, um, who knows? He might get homeschooled. I don't know, mm-hmm. but they sure keep him away from the bull. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
But speaking of Melania, I I read that uh-huh. uh, she's getting ready to go on a solo trip to Africa. Really? Yeah, without without what? her man. Oh, shoot. he ain't going. He don't want to go. He don't want to see us. <laughs> no. Remember, he so wasn't he the one that said. Wasn't he the one that said that uh, African countries were shitholes? Oh my Wasn't that God. him, or was that somebody else? I don't know. He probably that was did who? say it. Uh, Kanye. No, Kanye didn't say that. Um, that was, anyway. He, he, um, yeah, he, he mentioned something about um, blacks. I can't remember what he no, said. No, he, he did. He made a comment like that, and... People, you know, reacted on Twitter. It was either him or one of his officials. I don't remember now. They mm. all talk so much smack. I don't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. You know, hopefully because the oldest son, Donald, he had something to do with the, um, you know, the Russians getting together and, and negotiating some things. So I guess he better watch out too. I think, I think that's the one that his wife left. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one who originally, 45, told him to say you were meeting with the Russians to talk about Russian adoptions. And he went ahead and said that, and then 45 started talking stuff later on and undid Mm -hmm. the lie that he had already told his son to tell. Uh, (laughs) It's just a mess. I'm like, are you stupid or what? I I had never seen stuff like that. Uh, oh, true. Yeah, exactly. That's what he is. Cuckoo. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps politics. up the hot topics. Yeah, that's yeah. it for po- hot topics. So uh, let's see. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we're going to come back with some um, hit it and quit it headlines. And you're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment, and we'll be right back. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is. Whoop that ass academy. Here at the Whoop that ass academy. We don't have discipline problems. Know why? We're privately owned and we do what we want. And when kids get out of hand, we whoop that ass. Time out is for football games. When kids want to show off, we don't give them a time out. We just whoop that ass. We don't make a kid stand in the corner. That's by house plan. When one of our kids gets out of order, we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass. Here at WTA Academy, we make sure they learn the basics of reading and writing, math and science. But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you gotta whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to whoop that ass academy. We'll get them straight. All right, welcome back to a jump party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. All right, where are we at? Uh, it's time we... to hit them and quit them. Hit and quit it. Yeah. Okay, we're done with the hot topics. Yep. Hmm. 
So where was that? <laughs> you went on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I was doing some repairs. The back of my eyelids needed some repairs. I was putting the wallpaper oh. on it. The only way you could put the wallpaper on the back of your lens is to close the shutters. All right. Um, Alrighty. All right. How about that? All right. What you got for us today? Uh, Representative Duncan Hunter blames his wife for his campaign spending uh, under inquiry. All right. Now, this couple right here, boy, they were, like I said, it just seems that affluent people of another persuasion don't fall off the wayside until they actually get to the edge of the cliff. Once they get to the edge of the cliff, they, now this this guy and his wife, they go to court in separate cars with separate lawyers. Man, the guns is loaded on both sides of this man. And he, he's a congressman. So, anyway, his name is Representative Duncan Hunter. He's a Republican out of California. Okay, I'm sure when he became a congressman, they were living off the fat of the lamb. But apparently he was serving time in Iraq as a reservist. So when he was going while the cats was a play away, you know, she was playing. You know, I think she was what they call a desperate housewife. So she was running in on the mailman and the plumber and the pool guy and everybody else. The question is, who wasn't she digging down? Anyway, um, so now that uh, there was some campaign money spent, He's separating himself from her to save his job. She's separating herself from him because she didn't already, she didn't found three more inches of white steel from somebody, and she about forgot about him. But he's a congressman. His name is Duncan Hunter, and uh, he's been indicted on corruption charges relating to the use of his campaign money. Okay, he appears to blame his wife. Okay, for the for the predicament when. Um, he says in an interview Thursday that uh, she handled the finances of their family and his campaign. Wow, what a fool he is to let her do that. Anyway, Hunter and his wife, Margaret, were also indicted, pleaded not guilty in the federal court Thursday morning. They faced 60 charges, all right, six zero charges, relating to an alleged misuse of over $250,000. Okay, you can tell they're spending money because he, he's got these $50 haircuts and her hair looks fabulous. And she has some really nice shoes as well as a uh, nice pocketbook, probably coach. Okay, prosecutors say that the couple used the money to let you pay for their personal expenses, including lavish vacations, dental fees, and a plane ticket to uh, elaborate Caribbean uh, locations, which will remain nameless, it says here. And also, they also purchased a pet rabbit. I don't know if that got to do with anything. But they bought a rabbit. Okay. Must have been a bling rabbit. Gold chain, pierced ears, whatever. All right. Amongst the uh, allegations that uh, Hunter called his wife when he wanted to buy some... Uh, wait, let me read this here. This is pretty deep here. Among the allegations is that Hunter called his wife when he wanted to buy some Hawaiian shorts and that she told him to purchase them at the pro shop of the golf club so they could be listed as listed as golf balls for the for the wounded warriors project. What? Oh Jesus. All right, which was a veteran charity. So every time they wanted to order something, apparently she said to list it as a wounded worthy charity donation. Then had her husband, when he brought something, he went along with the program, okay? So, but it's a mess. It's just, just getting started. So.
So stay tuned for this. His name is Representative, uh, which is a congressman. His name is Duncan Hunter. He's a Republican out of California. He's battling his wife over campaign money. They're about to go to trial, and it's going to be a mess. So. So he really just threw her under the bus. Yeah, he said his wife did it all. So he wants to save his job. He said she's handling the money. I didn't do it. But uh, I'm sure this when she speaks up, it's going to be another story. So uh. what are you going to do? I tell you, when there's trouble in paradise for the rich folk, that's a mess. Throw them under the bus and run. All right, uh... Redwine, you got the next story or you want to... Yeah, this is crazy, too. This must be a week of crazy, hit it and quit it. This woman is running for Congress in Alaska, but she's never been there, doesn't live there, but yet she's running for Congress to represent Alaska. This lady is 64 years old. She's a retiree. She's a Democrat, and she's running for Congress, even though for Alaska, even though she's never been there, not one time. She's running on an environmental and economic issue platform, and her campaign began to change after she gained the attention of a state Democratic leader because she used a New Jersey address in her candidacy filings. She says that she has the right to run for office in Alaska even if she doesn't currently live there, and it turns out she's not wrong. The U.S. Constitution requires that a House representative be 25 or older, be a U.S. citizen for at least seven years, and an inhabitant of the state they represent when elected. So she could run. She just has to live there by the time she's elected. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what the Constitution says. You have Hmm. to inhabit the state when (laughs) elected. So she's looking at that saying, okay, well, then I'm going to be here in Jersey, and I'm running to be an Alaska representative. Wow. So if she wins the nomination on Tuesday, she knows she's going to have to move across country and move to Alaska, but she's one of the people who was um, uh, experienced a lot of damage from Hurricane Sandy in 2012, and she's saying that it made her realize how the environment and stuff can be so important and so devastating when you have environmental issues. So climate change and all of that became her thing. So Mm -hmm. she just wants to bring it to people's attention, and she's looking at the resources in Alaska and how people are starting to try to use and abuse those natural resources. So that's what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And the person she's trying to take down is a 23-term incumbent. This dude has served 20 firms in Alaska. Representative Don Young, he's 84 years old. He's been in this office. <laughs> he's been in office for 45 years. The name you know. Don Young. He's going to be pissed if she wins. You know that, right? He's going to be real pissed. <laughs> oh, he's going to be real pissed. Oh, His name sure. is Don Young, and he is not young. He is, what did I say, 80, 84 mm. years old. And this guy has made a lot of controversial remarks over the past few years. He said things Mm -hmm. like, uh, called himself your crazy Uncle Don. That's the way he refers to himself. Mm -hmm. And um, he also made comments that suggested that the Holocaust would have been avoided if Jewish people had armed themselves. 
And he also made headlines when he insinuated that wolves would help to solve homelessness in the state of Alaska. So I guess he thinks if they had wolves wandering around on the loose, they would eat the homeless people? I don't know. He says somehow wolves would help the homeless problem. Or maybe he thinks if people knew wolves were out there, they wouldn't be out there. I don't know. Crazy Uncle Don. So... I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if she if she takes them down from New Jersey. And what's her what's her name again? Her name is uh, her last name is Hafner. I don't see her first name in this particular story, but her last name is Hafner. H A F N E R. Okay, interesting. Wow. I mean, I guess he went to start reading the Constitution. <laughs> A lot of lot yeah, of but why is office. it? But why is it that uh, people of another persuasion can always come up with answers of what they can do? I, I don't think that the average person of color, I don't think they're stupid. It's just the fact that, uh, you know, information is not being levied to them. I mean, she knows now what's happening with the Constitution because somebody schooled her on it. You know, I'm sure she's not no more intelligent than anybody else. And then the aggressiveness that they have to make their sort of dreams come true by uh, following up on it when somebody try to stop say no no we can do that we can do that I think the aggression is what really carries a lot of people people get over on it's aggression they demand it and according to something I'm able to do this and, and show them able to do it you know Trump talked about it all the time He his arrogance always overrided everything and people backed off because he had money he was arrogant and people just claimed they didn't want to deal with that no more but uh, I don't know right now it's just so much going on with so many things and so many people that I just I just can't figure this whole thing out. Everybody is getting yelling about the Constitution and this to that, and then come to find out they're right. But why are they the ones able to use this these alibis? I don't I don't get it. Anyway, I think it just comes down to like what Kathy Hughes always says on her stations: information is power. And if we would just take the time to get the information and then figure out what to do with it, we could do some of these but same things. But we need things. aggression behind it. Well, I just think we have could aggression. do some of these same things, but a lot of us black folks don't take the, what's the word, initiative, initiative. to do it, uh-huh. whether it takes aggression. Yeah. Right, whether it's aggression, but whether you it means you've got to have the balls get the information. It, or if it means you just got to have the nerve how many people, to do it or whatever. Yeah, but how many people you know, they literally would not let Barack, choose a chief justice before he got out of office. Literally mm-hmm. just shut him down. And then Trump Trump picked one. He wants to pick one before this stuff changes. I guarantee that guy Kavanaugh is going to be put in place before the November elections come along. Because you have to have aggressiveness and don't give a crap. And most people in the world give a crap, and when it gets ugly, they say, you know what, it's not worth my time, it's not worth my nerves, it's not worth my heart, or whatever it is people feel is going to be violated when they step into the unknown. And a lot of people choose their battles. I think a lot of people of exactly. color don't choose, choose that particular battle. Some but people decide, you know what, it's not that, yeah, it's but, not so worth it. So what are you going to fight for then if you say it's not worth it then? You, like then you just not, said, you pick your battle. Yeah, but you need to pick Some that people, battle. 
If the battle has well, to do I mean, with the betterment of people, that's your opinion on that case. Well, then we shouldn't Maybe complain. Maybe felt like you know what? I'm getting ready to go, and it's not worth the battle to fight this on my way out. All right, but so the other persuasion can say, "I just got here and I want it all." Okay, Trump went in office five minutes, and he he picked the chief justice. Yeah, that's what he the chose. The same one to they make. didn't allow Barack to do. So, exactly what they did. You know, it's, and the arrogance I'm not is just right, there. But I'm just saying, it comes down to the audacity. The arrogance. If you have the audacity to walk into a place and demand a job and say, "I'm not well, leaving here until I get this job." Did you see the guy? I'm gonna sit here in your lobby every day until you hire me or give me the interview that I came here for. You have some people who will do just that. You have others who will say, oh, you said no, you don't want to hire me? Okay, thank you, and they'll leave. It's just a matter of what kind of audacity and spirit do you have And the right say, color. I'm not And leaving. the right color. Don't leave that out. Well, I'm not You're not going to be able to go in there as a person point. of color. I'm saying that black people have You're done that too. You're not going to be able to have black aggression. Black have done it too. They have yeah, walked whatever. into the place and said, I'm not leaving. They'll now, if security, security comes, that's a whole other issue. They'll call security. But I'm just, but, I'm just you know, making you know, a let, point. Let me, let, me just, let me just get in the middle here. Let me just make a point. I understand both of y'all points, and the problem with us is we're scared. Because think about it. If the same situation happens, like you said, be aggressive as far as the job, going to stay out there in the lobby, woo, woo, woo. Think about it. If a black person does it, they're going to call security. A white person do it. That's okay, right. They may get That's through. right. That's right. We, we can be aggressive all we want to, but I think the, the fear comes into our minds. I might go mm-hmm. to jail or just the fear of just doing anything. That's what's wrong with these cops out here. I mean, I don't mean off the subject, but these white cops, because they don't know blacks. They fear us, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all oh, about yeah. fear. That's that, that thing called fear is a mother. I'm telling you, it's a mess. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. That goes anything. back to what we were saying about you got to pick your battle. Because at that point, you're looking at I'm fearful. I don't want to go to jail. I have, you know, children, wife, husband, whatever at home. I don't want to put them through this. So rather than make a stand because of how I feel about this issue, when before they call security up here, I'm just going to leave because right. it's not but worth I, it to me to right. spend the money on a lawyer to get me out powerful. don't get bust upside the, the head the by a cop. The power of a pen is more powerful than than those words and stuff. Just use your, mm-hmm. you know, if like if you said, like you said, Papa Diddy, if we're that intelligent, use the power of our pen. They don't know what color we are when we're writing on that piece of paper. So yeah, that's true. just to write somebody, if it's a, a congressperson or whatever, or find out about the um, Constitution. That's that's our problem. We need to know more about these laws, you know, not like we, that we can't. We just don't read, I guess. I don't know. Well, I was just about to say that, you know, that, that old saying about if you want to hide something from black folks, put it in a book. That's mm-hmm. a horrible thing, but it tends to be real in a lot of cases. You got a lot of information out here, just like this this little thing that she found in the Constitution. I never knew that was there, but I won't lie. I have never actually read the Constitution. I've read pieces. And what of makes it. you think the white folks read it? Read I didn't it. They say they did. It. 
They always quote the second eye. My second men right. No, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I think white people read it. I'm saying I'm speaking for me. I have never read it, so therefore I can't really mm-hmm. quote what it is. Now, if I were mm-hmm. looking for something to support my position, I could do the research and, and find the just thing. the part the that thing. I need to support my position. Nobody's and that reading that constitution. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that could have been what she did. She probably didn't read it from end to end, top to bottom, but it's easy enough to Google something and get some information that says article this, section that, says the following, and then you take that and run with it. So that could have been what she did. But the point is she made the effort to at least do that, to find something out, to say, oh, okay, well, based on that, this is what I'm going to do. And the color wasn't about it wasn't about color at that point. She just looked up some information and acted on it. Anybody could do that. It's about is this what you want to do, and then you got to make the effort to do it. I don't want to run for political office, so you don't have to worry about me being on anybody's I ballot. Do free money. No, I don't. Jump shack redemption, really. Mm-hmm. You, you still don't want to. Uh... You sure you don't want to want to run for political office, Raymond? <laughs> sure? Oh, I'm positive. Uh, I am positive okay. that I do not because I don't have the tolerance for the bullcrap. No, know, I'm not funny. a punk. I don't have the tolerance for the bullcrap. And when you get in those positions yeah. and you think you're going to do all this good and make a difference and change things and all that, and then you get in there mm-hmm. and get hit in the face with the reality of this is the way mm-hmm. it works, the old boy right. network runs this thing, and all you're going to do is sit down and shut up and vote when we tell you to vote and vote the way we tell you to vote and all that. I'm not up for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, since y'all talking about radicalness, let's just get in. That's a good segue to this next last article. Um, three people face charges in toppling a statue in North Carolina. While in North Carolina, police filed charges today against three people accused of helping tear down a century-old Confederate statue during a protest um, this week at North Carolina's flagship university. The charges came as a, as a member of the University of North Carolina Board of Governors said the monument known as Silent Sam will be reinstalled on the Chapel Hill campus within 90 days. Really? Uh, so three, what you, three people oh, face misdemeanor of uh, riots and misdemeanor defacing of public monument charges. Um, the suspects haven't been arrested as of Friday afternoon, so I guess they out looking for them. Um, they didn't release their names out. The department said there could be more arrests. Another protester was charged early in the week with misdemeanor counts of arresting, uh, resisting officers and wearing a mask shortly before the statue came down. Um, several hundred protesters of UNC campus in Chapel Hill used ropes Monday night to bring down the statue. The organized protesters took advantage of a non-confrontal uh, confrontational police response to top of the statue that stood um, since 1913. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they started their rally on the street before marching over and surrounding the statue. So I guess after that, they said, okay, got to come down. So that's what they did. Yeah, they mm-hmm. pulled that thing down. 
They said many students, faculty, and alumni argue that Silent Sam symbolized racism and asked officials to remove it. So I guess they didn't want to remove it, so they said, we're going we gonna to bring it down, baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I think they had been um, petitioning the uh, university to take it down for a while, and they had basically mm-hmm. been giving them the runaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. They got pushed to the limit. They said enough was enough. You're not going to take it down. We're going to take it down for you. We need some help. So. There you go. All right. It's going to be interesting to follow the story, you know, to see what happens to the three people. Because they could they could have been, um, you know, okay. students there. I'm quite sure they were. Um, you know, sometimes they, they get to the point where they – take people's scholarships or, or tell you can't come back on the campus or whatever. So it's going to be interesting to see right. what's going to happen. So. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for that one, Cattle. And I hope okay. those kids have the lawyers. Yeah. You know, while, while what they were doing was for a just reason, it is still considered vandalism. Right. So yeah. I I hope they have some good lawyers to fight their case. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, I just had one last tidbit, two last things. One is uh, mm-hmm. John McCain. We want to uh, send prayers out for John McCain, Senator John McCain and his family. Uh, we understand that he has declined any further cancer treatments for the brain tumor that he's been fighting for, what, about a year now? So uh, I, I guess, well, I'm not even going to say it. I don't even want to put that out in the universe. I'll just say he has stopped all the treatments and his family is there supporting him and just being with him. So we're wishing him well and praying for his strength. And the second item I had is that I found out this week that our Queen of Soul did not leave a will, so it looks like they're going to have to get an executor, and then they'll divvy up her estate amongst her four grown children. And I wonder what they're going to do with all of her personal belongings. Will they divide all that too? All her minks and her clothing and her pianos and things of that nature. I don't. I wonder how does that work. So, anyway, you know, it takes me back to when my beloved purple one, Prince, died without a will. But mm-hmm. Prince didn't have any children. So, in her case, you know, everything will go to her kids. But right. I don't understand, it's, you know, people, when you have so much, to not have a will, you know. If you have well, a favorite I'm... item you wanted to leave to your best friend or something, unless her kids mm-hmm. knew about it. That friend will never get, you know, that keepsake mm-hmm. because it wasn't in a will. So, boy, well, somebody was telling me she got paid um, cash a lot of times. So who knows? She may have a couple of vaults up in there with some cash. Never know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. well, we're still missing but, um, the Queen of Soul, so we're gonna go to a break and come back with Papa Didi. And what's popping as we listen to Ariza and Natural Woman. And we'll be right back. Looking out 
All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. Hello. And Red One. I'm Bonsoir. How about that? How about those apples? Two lame ducks. They'll soon be fired. Wow. <laughs> I guess you're going to be on the kisser list, number one. Okay. All right. That was funny. Yeah, I'm not amused. Okay. Uh, you know what I want to talk about tonight on what's popping? You know, what gets me is this one guy. This guy is really trying to, to and it worked too, like we said, how another persuasion can talk aggressive, and people will take their words as gospel. Mm-hmm. Now, in Iowa, where the girl who was jogging got killed by the illegal alien, he worked at a dairy farm. It claimed that the next day after she was killed, the guy came to work the very next day. And he's on the mic, he's on the press conference saying, they didn't arrest this guy for 32 days. 32 days a day, blah, 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 blah. He came to work every day for 30. Well, first of all, you hired an illegal alien. How is it that ICE and the immigration people knew he was an illegal alien in five minutes? After the murder happened, they found, you know, they put two and two together with the situation. But you had the guy employed with you for a couple of years, and you didn't even know it? And then you claim, well, he lied to me about the Wait, wait, wait a minute. What's the lie to you about what? When you're a citizen, you provide a green card. Okay? With all the stuff going on with immigration, with Trump and everybody and everything, you think you would do the right thing being the fact you own a farm and most farms are being subsidized by the government. You didn't worry about any repercussions coming back on you as far as you hovering illegals when it comes to subsidies for your farm? And he's out there saying, well, the guy gave me wrong information, and they, they didn't come arrest him for 30 days. He came to work right after he killed the girl. He's talking now with this aggression, like we said, that the idiot people amongst us will listen to more aggression than they do facts. But nobody's saying in the back of their mind, well, how the hell was he working for you? He lied to me about his name and all this stuff. Okay, but did you get a green card? Hmm. An official green card and who he was? Did you verify his green card through immigration? No, you didn't. You didn't because you need somebody to milk some damn cows. And you don't want to do it. So when it comes to squeezing those titties under that underbody, all somebody's willing to do it, that's all you care about. Then you're going to get on the press conference and claim he's so innocent. Oh, the guy gave me bad information, and he came to work for 30 days after he killed her. And blah, blah, blah. So the illegal you hired from the beginning that you could have contributed by turning his ass into immigration, you're going to help support that, knowing damn well that you on the farm. You shouldn't even been doing that. So, I don't know. It's just like anything else. Like anything else. And, and, and it all goes full circle because everybody's involved in a tragedy can't say that this man killed him when you was the one that was employing him every day. You was supporting him here on earth, here on, in the United States. So you should have stopped it. But he did his little press, press conference and was aggressive and strong. And now, five days later, only one talking about is Papa Didi because anybody else said jack about it, right? Because the aggression comes in, everybody backs off. Oh, God came in. And he killed her, and he gave me the wrong. He lied to me. He lied to me. Here's the guy on the thing. He lied to me. 
Really? He lied to you? He didn't give you jack. You open up his folder in the drawer, the folder's empty. You ain't got nothing on him. You ain't got no blood test. You ain't got no urine test. You ain't got a, nothing, you know. Hey, so who killed who, really, you know? Mm. Anyway. Ah, it's frustrating. So, like I said, aggression amongst people is a mess because the people that are, aggress- people that are aggressive doing illegal stuff, they get over because they can speak strong and hard. And like I said, people of color was raised to be nice and decent, don't be over the top. So why is all these stigmas hanging on us of, of being such bad people our whole lives? You know? Why is everybody looking at us like we're going to steal, like we're going to raise hell, we're going to do this. We're gonna, we, was, we was raised not to do that stuff. But the people that was raised by wolves are the ones running all this stuff and, and messing everything up. And they're so aggressive with their actions. When they mess up, they, Second Amendment, First Amendment, Fifth Amendment. They ain't read no damn amendments nowhere. Anyway, that's if it was popping. Let me, <laughs> let me shut up. I just don't like it, man. It's just it's crazy, you know? It's crazy. You know, they tell us, our parents told us when we go in the supermarket, don't touch nothing. You walk in behind the other persuasion, they'd open up a bag of chips and feed it to the children in the shopping cart. Mm. You know, how many times <laughs> you see walking, walking by, they got the kids eating pretzels, potato chips, cheese pops, and everything in a damn shopping cart. Mm. But I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. Ooh, got to hold them down. I'm going to shut up. I really am. I don't know if that's a good segue to the uh, weird news or what. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Okay. And slide into right. the lighten it up section. Yeah. Pop it in and piss pop off. Yeah. It's just it's crazy, you know. The stigma, I don't know, the stigma of people of color is just amazing. Well, it's called believing the hype. That's why that statement do believe is the don't hype. believe the hype. Folks believe the hype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, well, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the weird news. Okay. Yeah, so. talk about this uh, church burglar. Okay, church burglar. He leaves an apology note after theft of equipment. Waterbury, Connecticut. A man who broke into a uh, Connecticut church and stole $3,000 worth of electronics apparently felt enough remorse to leave an apology note. Uh, the police have released video of the man they say broke into the Mount Olive AME Zion Church in Waterbury about 1 a.m. Sunday and stole cameras, monitors, microphones used to broadcast religious services. Members of the congregation uh, told a, um, a TV station he also left a note that said, pray for me. Sorry, brother, save me and draw a little sad face. So member Craig Smith says some members of the congregation heeded the note and prayed for the suspect at a later service. And the police are asking anyone who recognizes the suspect to contact them. You think they're going to turn that man in now? I don't think so. Come on. But wait, you said he put a little sad face on the note? Yeah. He said, pray for me first. Then he said, sorry, brother, save me. And you're a little sad face. Wow. Them people ain't going to turn that man in, even if they knew him. 
So he's saying he's sorry, but he still took $3,000 worth of that equipment. So he wasn't well, that sorry. Man. Well, man, I think you need to pray for him there. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You better pray they catch him and get that equipment back. That's expensive stuff. Yeah. They ain't going to turn their brother in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I got another weird one for you. This one's out of uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Wow. People were, yeah, people were fed up with the dog poop being left around. So the board members at a Maryland condominium complex are now relying on DNA samples to police unscooped feces. They are going to pay to have the feces examined and get the DNA. I can't believe they're spending money for this. This is so weird. Gene Fisher, the general manager for the residence at Park Place Condominium, told the Capitol newspaper that she came across doggy DNA as an option when residents began complaining about unscooped poop. The Annapolis complex has tried emails, dog meetings, fines, and a security camera in the dog park. The association has spent $2,500 on pet DNA kits, and about 20 owners began providing samples. So the owners have to collect a sample and turn it in so that they can check and do a comparison and find out who's not scooping. I was going to say that. You can't match the DNA unless you already have DNA on file. Exactly. Unless these dogs have a record or something, they wouldn't have their DNA. So they said Fisher uh, Fisher says a sample is taken if someone hasn't cleaned up their pet. If there's a match, a fine will be levied along with about $90 in cost if the association decides to send the specimen to the lab for testing. I mean, they have taken this thing to a whole nother place. I guess they said, look, you don't clean up your dog's poop, we're going to get the DNA run. And if we find out that you're the culprit, we're going to bust you. Oh, well, that's up in Annapolis. For people not in this area, Annapolis is one of those they're up on the waterfront really. where the yeah. yachts are. Not really. They got some poor areas of Annapolis. Yeah, but that place they're talking about where Park Place is, is not poor. It's in the bubba ba ba All right. All right. What else you got for us, Papa Didi? Uh, let's see here. Coast Guard is offering a reward for info on buoy bell thieves. Okay, a buoy is something that lines the... Uh, the jetty there. So when you get close to the jetty, and it rings and moves at the water and rings at the water. What's a jetty? The jetty is the last wall you see before you go out into the big ocean. It's like when I was in the military, it was a, a running uh, story that some guys who was running up on their guys in the navy, there were guys running up on their wife before the train went past the jetty. Meaning before it went it. When the when the uh, when the excuse me, when oh. the boat pulls off the pier, mm-hmm. he pulls off the pier, goes through the channel. After the channel, there's a jetty. You go around the jetty. The jetty's the entryway before you go out to the main area. And the jetty also serves as a wall, which is like like in New Orleans where you had a 
the, the walls up like that to break the water, stop the water flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, these buoys sit outside the jetty. The Coast Guard is offering a ward uh, for information about brass, gongs, and bells. They're being stolen from uh, ten buoys off the main co- off the off Maine's coast. Wow. All right. The Coast Guard says that nine bells were stolen from uh, Penobscot Bay, and one was stolen off of Bailey Island, which is in uh, Harper's Well. The bell is semi-stolen from the uh, White Bull Gong Buoy off Bailey Island, weighs 371 pounds. Jeez. Yeah. And it's in the water? It, It bevels on a piece of cement that bobbles in the water. It's called a buoy. How in the world can you steal that thing at 300 and some pounds? By putting the boat alongside of it and chiseling it out and driving it in your boat. Mm. Four or five people, two or three people, whatever it's chilling for, who knows. Probably It's probably classic. It's probably old and, you know, who knows. You know? It probably anything. wasn't people of color doing that, but anyway. <laughs> you know, but we were blamed for it. We didn't do it, we were blamed for it. The sound device well, here they explain it here now. The sounding device helps boats navigate when there's poor visibility and the Coast Guard said that they are most likely being sold to nautical novelty shops for scrap or, or scrapyards. Like I said, wow. it's, it's been out there a hundred years. Now who thinks about that? Going out there. Probably fishermen, they got old fish boats, they ain't making no money fishing. They rather they turned their life into criminal life. But anyway, Coast Guard Lieutenant Matthew Odom, uh, he um, previously said that the, the thieves uh, put their lives at risk and at, and at the cost of taxpayer trying to do that kind of stuff. And they say also that tampering with uh, navigational aids like buoys is a federal kind punishment, punish, punishment up to uh, $25,000 per day. So... Whoever's doing that, that's some crazy yeah. shit. I'm just thinking, like you said, it would take a couple of people mm-hmm. to lift that thing as 300-plus pounds. Right, but they sell the buffs. People are all into the, the whole Nautica. People have got that whole Jacques Cousteau flavor going on, you know. Wow. Okay, dokie. All right. Well, that's the weird news. And it was weird. Between the church burglar and the pooping. DNA poop thing <laughs> and keep stealing mm-hmm. 300 pound bells out of the ocean. Bells and gongs. Bells and gongs. The gong is what that mm-hmm. Well, these buoys been out there for 100 years, so they're very historical, you know. And, you know, you're supposed to look at them and admire them, but some, some people are, you know, they got the criminal mind. And it's got to be a person that's on the, on the water all the time mm-hmm. to know about that. So, like I said, it wasn't the average joke. What he his brother yeah, that's not something you just it. wake up and say, I'm going to go steal me a big brass bell out the middle of the ocean. Come on, Ralph. Let's go get it. I mean, who does that? Anyway, we're going to go to the lines. Uh, caller, welcome to the show. You're on the air with the Pajama Party crew. Go right ahead. Yes, how y'all doing tonight? We're doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, 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 you doing good. I started chiming so late. I was so busy looking at YouTube and just shaking my head. About happened. Well, I talked about my boy in a few minutes, but an incident that happened a couple of blocks from where I live at, which was uncalled for. 
on the metro bus. Did y'all y'all see that incident? No. Mm-hmm. What happened? In letters. Uh, at second and H. You know the X two bus, right? A bus you know a bus you don't play with. Yeah, Second on H3. Yeah. Okay. Bus line, you don't, yeah, you don't play with this bus line, okay? You get on this bus, your business, and get off of it, right? Well, okay. this white lady was on the bus at 6 p.m. What did they say? Tuesday? You know, white lady now, you know, it's other people on the bus. So apparently they had some music playing. She had a cup in her hand, because it's all on YouTube, like she's drunk. So instead of her just nicely saying, oh, could y'all turn the music down, you know, don't nobody want to hear. So she says something smart out of her mouth. One thing led to another, and they got the cussing and arguing on this bus. Mm-hmm. She, they showed her getting up, like to get off the bus, right on 8th Street Bridge. As she's getting off, she say, nigga asses. Oh, no. And the whole bus, all you hear on the bus is, ooh, now you know you said nigga, and you on a bus full of niggas, and you, and you hear, ooh, <laughs> you know something is coming, correct? Oh, yeah. When, when they showed again, the bus was moving, this woman was laying on the sidewalk. They beat her ass. Oh, okay. my. oh my God. Mm. Yeah. And you hear somebody on the bus say, they'll call somebody else a nigga. Okay? You don't mess with that. Mm. You don't mess with that lie. Okay? Oh, wow. That's yeah. not a good thing. Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so they, they end up, they got two women that they talked to. But no charges filed on nobody. They said, "Yeah, what? you see it. You see it all on the video. And, you know, everybody in America got telephones with cameras. Everybody's photographing." Yeah. Wow. Mm. And you have other you have other white people on this bus. Nobody says nothing but this woman. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she was okay when she was getting off the bus. Till like she would bump us some and you know cussing back and forth. And when she turned around and say. Nigga asses, that's when all you hmm. hear the choir come in and say, Oh, <laughs> okay, the choir oh comes in and then the ass hmm. won't stop. It's a shame. I'm going to say it. This day and age, people acting like that. I mean, on well, both sides, you know. It all comes from, come from my boy. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. He wants to fly. Well, I just wanted to lighten y'all on that, but I thought y'all knew about that. Thank you, caller. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to take a little CC where it was. No, we can. I think we better keep it moving. All right. I'm on with it. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too long. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this uh, hair situation in the Catholic mm-hmm. schools. I don't think it's all of them, but apparently there seems to be some issue with 
the policy around the way black folks wear their hair. And I'm just trying to understand it because, I mean, first of all, Catholic schools are not free. That's a private school. So parents who decide to send their kids to a Catholic school, they're paying to go there. So when the schools come out with these policies about uh, you can't have braids, you can't have locks, you can't have twists, you can't wear extensions, you can't, it's like, wait a minute, why are you coming down on the way black folks wear their hair? What is your problem? And what has that got to do with an education that these people are paying for, mind you? What What is your problem? And it's like you're not putting in policies that affect anybody else as far as hair but black black kids, male and female. And it hasn't just been one or two. This seems to be becoming a widespread situation. You know, kids are getting sent home in tears on the first day of school because the schools are saying, well, you should have been aware of the policy. We sent home a note. And my question is, well, if the note probably read like as ridiculous as it sounded to me, if I were that parent, I would have read it like, what do you mean extensions aren't allowable at school? I, I would have been thinking, you must mean, oh, if I wanted to put some long blonde tracks in my little girl's hair that you're saying you don't want to do that kind of stuff. But if I'm braiding her hair nicely and I add in some extensions in her braids, why is that your business? She's not coming to school for people to look at her hair extensions or her braids. She's coming to school to get an education that I, as a parent, am paying for. So what is your problem? Why are they coming up with all these policies talking about, well, that's not allowable. We're going to have to send her home. And so now like these parents wisely are taking their kids out of these schools because my thing is you're not going to charge me money to be disrespected and to disrespect my child and have my child crying and in tears and embarrassed in that classroom in front of their classmates because you have an issue with how black people style hair because that's really what it boils down to. So all I'm saying is to these Catholic schools, who seem to have a problem with how black people style their hair and what we put in our hair, get over yourself. You're jealous. You wish you could rock some box braids, cornrows, kinky twists, all of the stuff that we do. You wish you could. That's why you're hating. That's all I'm saying. They need to cut that foolishness out. Okay, I heard that. What is wrong with these people? I don't know. I wish I did know. Too much. I'm going to kick it it back over to Papa Didi, living for the city. Papa, what you got for us tonight, living for the city? Well, you know, uh, I tell you, you know, the stigmas is getting, you know, the verification of why stigmas is ever in place against people of color is getting more and more evident every day because people are messing up in every aspect of life and half the time they ain't got nothing to do with people of color at all. They're doing their own thing. They're making their own mistakes. Whatever they've been doing is blowing up. If you look around, different crimes going on now, different situations going on, 
you know, this is, you know, I was in the in the doctor's office the other day, early in the morning, waiting to be called by Dr. Spencer. He was sitting behind me, and we were both sitting up looking at Trump. And then they made a statement. He was saying something about uh, how it's a shame that uh, that the girl was killed. The same one I was talking about in Iowa from the illegal alien that was working on the dairy farm. And the Spanish woman behind me, she said, what about that, that white guy that killed his family in Colorado? Can you say nothing about him? And she was speaking up for her Latino roots, you know, and which is very true because Trump said nothing about the guy that killed his wife and two kids and she's pregnant with a child. But Trump ain't got no conversation for that one. So you almost got to listen to what he's saying and what he's talking about, what he's not talking about. You know, and then you're going to go off, what's the guy's name, Manafort? Mm-hmm. You're going to speak on Manafort. They're in the middle of deliberations. You're going to get on TV saying he's a great guy, great guy. That's why he had a hung jury because one of the people on the jury was probably a pro-Trump guy. So did what they can to stop it. They're going to find out they said it was one person that stopped the whole thing for getting the other ten convictions. Now, this man laundried money, funneled money, sent money offshore his account. He did everything you would do to, to wash money. And now he's got his little, uh, not even the hardest uh, counts against him, and only because the one juror was in on it was in on the fix. So who who can we trust? I mean, what 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 is going on? I mean, everything is just so so hodgepodge. It's the, everything is all flipped up, and and people sitting back just watching it. You know, he goes in the office and cuts out everything Barack ever done. Anything he'd done to better people, he just flipped it and turned it. I mean, man, what is that? Is that the work of a true racist or, or, or a damn idiot? You know, I mean, you don't know what to call him. Like Martin Luther King said, you don't want know whether or not he has conscientious stupidity or, or sincere ignorance. Is he is he genuinely fucking stupid or is he just, you know, he knows what he's doing with his stupidity? You know, you don't even know. But it's so blatant that, and these are things that black people can't get away with five minutes of that. Anywhere we go, we got to be strong, mighty, on top of our game, lucrative. We got to be flavorful. We got to be, we got to do all the right shit in order to be accepted and retained and get evaluated right in order to keep it going and keep the job right. You got to push all the buttons. You got to turn the combination in the right way every day. But these jokers come here and be half cocked, do dumb stuff, don't want to do it, lazy as hell, and it's accepted crazy. It's just crazy stuff. I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. And it's, it's, a, it's a stigma that's been poured on for so long that it's not even funny. You know, it's like, wow. But anyway, you know, it's, it's, stay woke, as they say. You know, stay woke, because your ass is sleeping. You're going to be trampled over. So wake your ass up, I'm telling you, because this world is serious as hell. If you're, a person of, if you're a person of color out there, let me tell you, you got, you got a lot of like Martin Luther King said, you got some difficult days ahead of you. So, mm-hmm. all I got to say. All right, then. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like that. It says, stay woke. I'm going to use that one. Stay woke. That was a good one, Papa. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, let's go to Hollywood. Yeah, let's okay. go to the West Coast. What's happening? Huh? All right. Well, we'll make it short and sweet tonight. Unfortunately, we we lost uh, a great one, Robin Leach. Remember him, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Uh, he died. He um he would always say champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Uh, he was 76 and he lived in Las Vegas. 
Um, didn't say anything about he was ill or anything. Um, let me see. Oh, for 10 months. Okay, I'm sorry. Despite the past 10 months, uh, what, a, what a beautiful life he had. He said, our dad, grandpa, brother, uncle, and friend, Robin Leach, passed away peacefully at uh, 1.50 a.m. So apparently he has been battling something for 10 months. Um, it's unfortunate. But uh, Robin Leach died at 76. Also, the Big Bang Theory. Final bang for the Big Bang Theory on TBS. What is Jim Parsons going to do next? He has 99 jobs, but um, they said the uh, their final season is um, coming up. Well, uh, the actor was apparently ready to move on from his starring role as Dr. Sheldon Cooper. He's going to still continue to do the voiceover on um, the Sheldon show. But um, this is the 12th season, and after that, they're going to be gone. Um, they did take a pay cut because they all grouped together, and um, they were receiving a million dollars an episode, but they took a $100,000 cut to um, uh, help the supporting actors and actresses. I think it was two supporting actors. They wanted to give them more money. I was like, okay, that was cute. So um, after this season, um, they're going to be gone. So the Big Bang Theory, I know Red Wine, that's your people. But uh, they're going to be gone soon. So farewell to them. Also, um, Bewitch, they're going to do a re- reboot of the Bewitch series. That was in 1960. Wow, that's a long time ago. According to um, Variety, Blackish creator Kenya Barris has committed to write and produce the pilot for the updated Bewitch, which will feature a biracial couple. Hmm. Yamara Taylor, a Blackish writer-producer, will co-write the pilot. Interesting. Um, that series ran Bewitch ran from 64 to 72 on ABC. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that's going to work. I see a lot of yeah. these sitcoms. They are using um, biracial um, people in the, you know, in their sitcoms and stuff. So, all right, that's it. I said I made it mm. short and sweet. That's it. Robin Leach. Yeah. Yep. Farewell Robin to Robin Leach. Leach. Yeah. Cafe caviar wishes. Caviar wishes. Yeah. Lifestyle rich. Well, let's see. We're going to shut it down early tonight at 10.30, so uh, we don't have time to go to the Kiss It list, but the usual suspects are on it. Trump, Trump Manafort, Trump, Trump, Trump. Uh, the, the guy who got uh, immunity, and... Uh, Picker, Packer, Picker, Pecker. Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah. All those folky. You know who you are. You're on the Kiss It list. Mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. So, I knew um, it would come to this, though. You know? Yeah, it was a matter of time. Matter of time. Yeah. It's all good, but... All right, well, let's get ready to get into our last word. Yeah. Let's see. Am I going first? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. My last word is, like I said before, you know, stay woke, because there's so much going on today, and you really need to pay attention. You know what I mean? Stop, stop walking around and smelling yourself or thinking that your life is so... That you can just not pay attention. Everybody's got this and got that. You ain't got nothing. And there's a lot of stuff we need to catch up with. And there's people out here that are just 
But it's happened to everybody, though. Don't think that people of another persuasion aren't going through the riff also, especially the good ones, you know, the ones that are really natural people, you know, because when, when we say something about another persuasion, we ain't talking about the whole race, not at all, not by no stretch of the imagination, you know, but the ones out there that are pro-Trump, so to speak, or pro-whatever they are, it's just good to be, you can be pro-white or be pro-black, because when you act on it, negativity is when, negatively is when, it, when it's bad. But um, have a good night, everybody, and a good weekend. Yeah. Okay. And my last word is to the Catholic schools that have this anti-black hair policy, shame yeah. on you. Exactly. Jesus is about love. He said, come as you are. He didn't say, come as you are, but not with kinky hair, not with twists, not with this, not with that. He didn't yeah. do that. And you all need to stop. Your focus should be on educating, not on regulating when it comes to hair. Stop hating. You know, y'all hated on our lips. You said that lips were ugly, and then what did you do? You go get Botox. Mm. Then you said our butts were too big. They were ugly. They were just, ugh, just terrible. Oh, Becky, look at her butt. And then what did you do? You go get butt injections. You know, now you're saying, oh, this hair. You can't have that stuff like that. And then what do y'all do? Y'all trying to get hair like us. Stop the hate. Stop the bull. Mm. Learn how to love. And policies went in place in the Catholic school while racism was still going on. Exactly. So one included the policy. Just stop it. I'll go over to you, Kel. What's your last word? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good segue because I think we need to start learning to love our neighbors. That incident that the caller, when he called in about the bus incident, um, she she knows not what she does. She just didn't know what she was doing. And I understand that we can't continue to allow those things to happen. But the best thing would have been not say nothing, do nothing. And I mean, that's somebody's mother, grandmother, aunt, you know. So, yeah, that was uncalled for. But uh, that's just my that's just my opinion. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to turn the other cheek. It's hard, but, you know, 45, he yeah. makes it hard for everybody, but. All right, I'm out. Yeah, I'm kidding. Sometimes you gotta whoop the other cheek. But that's all. Yeah, I'm I guess mm. so. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, everybody until next weekend. Friday night. Till mm, next Friday right. night, we'll see you here at the Pajama Party Show. Y'all have a good weekend yeah. and be safe out there. All right, we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good summer, hot day. Growing that day.